This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. It is nine minutes past 11 and we are going to turn our focus uh, uh, to the green paper on marriages. You know, uh, we, we we spoke earlier on, um, it was last week, if I'm not mistaken, or the week before, but we've had a conversation on this green paper, but there was a great feeling that we need a part two because part one pretty much focused on, you know, marriage regimes and the question around polyandry, polygyny and so on. And then we were getting into uh, other matters such as, you know, uh, the marriage regimes in South Africa and, you know, the default marriage regime being that you are married in community of property, but also just to understand what is the discussion paper uh, putting across where that is concerned and ensuring that, you know, there can be greater flexibility and that you don't always have to pay to change your default marriage regime. I mean, right now, if you need that contract, you need to, you know, get a, a notary, get something filed with the deeds office and and can be quite an expense. But uh, I'm going to be joined by the Minister of Health, Dr. Aaron Mutsualedi, on the line just to go through this. But, uh, Minister, good morning and welcome to Power Talk. Good morning, uh, Lucana. Good morning to the listeners. Just correct it and say Minister of Home Affairs. Hey, did, did, oh, no. <laughs> you know, old habits die hard, uh, Minister. Uh, it's an old, old, old. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I, do, I don't know if I'm hinting something, Minister. I'm still awaiting a cabinet reshuffle. Please you never don't. know. <laughs> <laughs> Minister of Hell, uh, of Home Affairs, Dr. Aaron Mutsualedi. I mean, um, perhaps let's start this way. Last week you tabled a budget uh, vote uh, for your department. Can you just probably give us quick highlights of that before we actually get into this part two conversation on that green paper on marriages? Well, uh, basically, the starting point there was uh, this important issue of marriages. Yes. Because uh, a, a nation starts with families, and families starts from marriages. So it's a very, very important institution. And I started my budget speech with it just to explain, because there was confusion. Mm. Uh, uh, I've seen even some weekend papers uh, before my budget speech stating that there is a bill about marriage in front of parliament. Yes. They, uh, I was trying to explain that there is no such a bill. A green paper is less talk. Yes. You just it's a discussion a, document in political terms. It is a discussion document, document in political terms. Remember that we are using the British Westminster system. These things originated from them, from the type of colonialism. We are still keeping them. Their manner of running parliament. Mm. Uh, yeah. So this whole thing started in August 2019 when we decided uh, 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 to come up with a new marriage policy. I started by what you call ministerial dialogues, where I met traditional leaders, I met religious leaders, yes. I met the Christian community, LGBTQI+, I met a social activist, I met academics, and everything they as proposals, we put them in the green paper for people to start talking, from which will emerge a white paper, which then is a policy document of government. That means the white paper is what the government is proposing to the nation. In the green paper, we are proposing nothing. Now, I'm also trying to explain why is it necessary to come up with a new marriage policy. Mm. Because in South Africa, to get married, for anybody to get married, 
there are three acts of parliament under which they can get married. The first one is Act Number 25 of 1961, uh, which obviously you will understand, Lukona, was based on Christian principles as if no yes. other religion exists. Yes. But it was it was also Eurocentric, as if Africa doesn't exist. Yes. So that was in 1961. But in two, in 1998, four years after democracy, we passed the Recognition of Customary Marriages Act. Yes. Uh, yes, so that uh, the customary marriages can be uh, recognized, because they were not. Then in 2006, we passed the Civil Union Act, so that uh, people of the same sex can get married. Now, they are three. But the main thing about them, Lukona, is that all three of them have got very serious weak points and a lot of gaps. Yes. And I won't be able to exhaust them. No, absolutely. I mean, it's quite, it's, quite a, it's quite a big pay, uh, document, Minister. Maybe give us uh, the three key gaps you are trying to address uh, before I get to some yeah. of the questions I yeah. have for you. Yeah, for instance... Number one, it does not recognize other religious marriages, like the Hindu marriages, yes. the Muslim marriages, even the Jewish marriages uh, uh, in terms of Jewish rights. I'm saying even because you'll say most of them uh, will be Eurocentric, but they are not recognized. Mm. Then the second thing that is important is that it does not recognize certain African marriages, even those happening in royal families. We have got people who are on the throne by virtue of particular marriages. But that's not on the statutes. It's not on the statutes. And thirdly, uh, there is no law in South Africa yes. that, that for, forbids young, young girls from getting married as long as their parents sign, sign them away yes, yes. in the form of a consent. When they are under there's 18. No yes, there's nobody who can jump and say, but this mother is marrying this child. She might be doing so out of desperation to get money because of poverty and all that. But you can't stop them because there's no act. So so that's why we, we believe we have to have a new marriage policy. That will correct all those anomalies. Now, Minister, in Annexure 1, you talk about intersectionality of family law in that section of the of the Green Paper. And it looks at marriage regimes in South Africa, which is what I'm interested in most at the Part 2. And it reflects on the Matrimonial Property Act 88 of 1984. I'm just wondering if this is also going to uh, be up for, you know, discussion, uh, particularly the fact that, you know, there are essentially two matrimonial matrimonial dispensations in South Africa, marriages in and marriages out of community of property. Uh, however, the default marital regime in South Africa is that of in community of property. Is still this a relevant default position or there is something that we need to discuss here? Yeah, it is a, a, a relevant default position. Now, the problem is uh, many people are not even aware of it because it's a default position. Yes. Meaning if you don't stay it, whether you marry out of community for property or in community of property. It's regarded as in community of property automatically. And people get surprised during divorce. Let's remember that marriage and divorce more or less are in the same crawl, unfortunately. Mm, but mm. in terms of the law, they fall in different departments. In home affairs, we don't divorce anybody. We just marry them. If they want to divorce, they go to the Department of Justice, to the courts, for the judges, to separate them, we never separate people. We and you just register and you just register the the outcome of that process. Yes, after divorcing, 
we re- they come and say, look, I'm no longer married, then we register in our records. But now we, we say in the law, it must state clearly uh, this issue so, uh, of, of under what regime are you getting married so that people don't live under a default position mm. because it's unfair. And now, Minister, it seems though to opt out of the default position can be quite expensive. How do we make sure that the opt out, you know, uh, getting into an anti-nuptial contract is not as costly as it has become that there are even attorneys that specialize in this issue and then they would uh, register your contract, uh, your, your, your anti-nuptial contract with the deeds office. What can be done to ensure that this is accessible to all South Africans? Well, I don't want to preempt it. That's what South Africans must tell us in this green paper, then in the white paper, about what regime they want to, to, to do to simplify things. All I can say is that the marriage regime that must emerge from Parliament when it eventually passes a law must have three clear characteristics mm. which are obtained from our Constitution. Number one, there must be equality. Number two, there must be non-discrimination. And number three, human dignity. You know? Yes. Anything that, yeah, that uh, 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 undermines the dignity of a human being, you know, we, we have to look at it. And so that's why we are throwing it to the people. We don't want to dictate to them. And that's why everything they mentioned in the ministerial dialogues, we put it in the green paper. We say, talk, let's hear where the wind is blowing. Let's hear wh- where the country is going to. Okay, my guest is Minister of Home Affairs, Dr. Aaron Mutsualedi, talking the green paper on marriages. Clearly an important agenda item for the department in this year, 2021. The line is 0861-987-000. If you may have a question for the minister or a quick voice note on 083-303-7093. I mean, Minister, this is an important uh, conversation you have sparked with this green paper. And uh, I know that... You know, the legislation on marriages is there to protect people differently. But uh, do you think uh, you have done enough as a department to educate people uh, just on these, you know, regimes of marriage that are there? I mean, sometimes when you go to the notary and they say, well, have you already done Lobola proceedings? Because if you have, it might affect uh, the the antinatural contract. I mean, uh, because uh, Lobola proceedings, customary marriage, by default, that becomes an in-community of property. I mean, have, has, has, has enough work been done to educate society on these issues? In fact, uh, you, you ask a very good question. After the ministerial dialogues, I, we, we actually wrote a document to, uh, to, to, to cabinet in order to pass it for public comments to pass as a white paper, as mm. a policy document. The cabinet, in their wisdom, and I must state in the wisdom of cabinet, which I appreciate very much, said no. Many star- these things have got far-reaching implications, and many people don't even know about them. Forget about cabinet approving this. Yeah. Go out, go out in the green paper. Go out, start, start from the beginning with the green paper. Let the nation talk, mm. and let them talk enough before you even come back to us. And, and that's why we open this talk. And that's why in the cabinet, uh, I mean, in the parliament, uh, during my budget speech in parliament, you realize that I express my disappointment, Lucona, yes, that yes. people are sticking only to one thing, 
called polyandry and making Absolutely. all sorts of yeah, and forgetting all these extraordinary important things which affect people's lives, as you are saying, which affect people's lives. I was very disappointed when I, I had some traditional leaders also run into the polyandry <laughs> thing and saying nothing, nothing whatsoever about the hardships which royal families are experiencing in terms of marriage in South Africa. Because how do you become a royal family? Mm. And what your, your practices are not even uh, in the status of the country, in a democracy. I thought they will, they will come and applaud that, but I heard them complaining bitterly about polyandry only. I said, oh my God, among so many extraordinary important things, they just pick up this one. Yes. Take, for instance, when you want to get married now, uh, 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 is, is, uh, apart from... Uh, uh, the three marriage acts. You, the people who can solemnize your marriage is either a minister of religion mm. and particular religions only, and then a home affairs official. The question is, what about the royal families? Because they are in charge there in their villages. Yes. Can I go to my Musanda or Mushate and ask that they must get marry me there? Because most of the people in rural areas, before they even divorce, they go to their traditional leader. They go to Mushate and ask the Hoshi and, and to, to, to mediate. And, and in the village where I come from, even when you do a white wedding, you go to Mushate where you'll find all ladies who will give counseling to the newly married. But they are not allowed to solemnize marriage. So in the proposal, we are saying, yeah. no, it's wrong. Somebody in the, in the royal family must come and be trained and be given a certificate, just like we do to religious leaders. And just like we do to, to home affairs officials, you must find people in rural areas should not be going to home affairs offices to get married. They can go to Musanda. It will also help us to reduce the queues in home and, affairs. And the, and, the, and the foot traffic into your offices. Now, Dr. Yes, Mut- now, yes. Dr. the other issue that you are also highlighting with this green paper is that, in fact, marriage has legal consequences. And it seems as if we might not think about those when, you know, it's still nice and rosy and people are entering into the marriage, uh, not really concerned about what may be the legal consequences. Are you able to just try and help us understand what some of these legal consequences that come with marriage are? Well, the, the simplest one, uh, let me give you this example. Lucona. You know, every year in home affairs, we get about 2,000 cases mm. of, fraudulent, of fraudulent marriages every year. Some of them, when we start investigating, we found that, no, there is nothing fraudulent about this marriage. <laughs> the, the two people have agreed but they agreed with a belief that any time they can just stop it. And, and this usually happens, unfortunately. This is the truth. It happened between youngsters, even university students for that matter, with a foreign national who want quick citizenship into yes. South Africa. Yes. And, and say, look, let me marry you because you are a South African woman. I, I'm a, a foreign national. Let me marry you. And then uh, immediately thereafter, uh, uh, I give you money for a university fees, and, and immediately thereafter, you just go to home affairs, you cancel this marriage. Now, that marriage has got legal consequences. When you tell them mm. that, no, we can't cancel this marriage, they start fighting. Early on in my term, in 2019, when I arrived in home affairs, I had to go to the legal resource center at VET. Yes. Because they were very angry. and uh, They were saying they are taking us uh, to court on a class action that were marrying people 
uh, 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 who don't know. We are knowingly married people, uh, uh, especially women, and, and this is torture and all that. So I went to them. I said, well, I believe me and you must be partners. Let's not fight because you are going to get embarrassed. Because most of these people who are coming here to you complaining, mm. they are actually married. We've got their fingerprints. We've got everything. They were married, but they thought. They never thought about uh, uh, legal consequences. Absolutely. They thought any time you want to stop marriage, you just go to home affairs. And you tell them that it's over and I'm tired. (laughs) Tell them that, look, uh, it's over with this thing. I'm tired. Remove it. When you tell them to go to court where they must now look for a lawyer and pay money, they start getting very angry and they believe we are not helpful. Mm. You were not aware that they were entering into a legal contract, which can only be reversed by a court of law. And I think, Minister, the other issue mm. that is important to touch on is this interstate issue. You know, when people, they get married, their estate gets, you know, uh, joined, and especially if it's an in-community of property marriage. I mean, how is it important for us to start uh, discussing these things and making sure that society understands properly uh, what are those other legal contracts consequences of a marriage because they do have a lot of issues in families where feuds erupt uh, once there was one of the spouses is deceased and they are all inheritance you know uh, contestations well, well unfortunately in african communities quite a number of people die in test aid meaning they don't they, they they don't give a testament or a testimony or what you call a, a will, will. Mm. yes if it's not there we say it's in test aid because he died in test aid because he didn't write a testament, which is a will. And unfortunately, many people are not aware of that. That's why there are battles all over after somebody has died as to who must now inherit. And and we want to clarify those things. As I said, Lukona, the complication here is that we are intermarrying what happens in Home Affairs and the Department of Justice. Mm. At this time, when we are putting this marriage policy, the Minister of uh, 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 Justice and Constitutional Development, Honorable uh, Minister Lamola, is also busy with with these new laws about divorce and all yeah. those. Yes, because at the moment, believe you me, we are losing court cases because this marriage and the intest, I mean the testaments and divorce and all that, most of them are not in line with the constitution of the country. In short, most of them are such that the person who comes out uh, 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 short circuit, short 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 circuited is usually the woman, and and that's why we are saying when we come up with this marriage policy, it must show equality, it must show non discrimination, not on the basis of gender and all that, and more importantly, it must show some humanity. Yeah, there must be a human face to it, such that people don't suffer simply because. They fell in love and, and did marriage, which is something that is important to build families. Yes. Minister, just a quick uh, question to you from Aluwani asking, is Department of Home Affairs able to detect foreign nationals who marry South African women for citizenship with proposed polyandry? Are they going to cope with the imminent abuse? There, there's no proposed polyandry. I've said that. Well, let's say it becomes proposed. Let's say it becomes proposed, Minister. No, I accept. I accept. I accept. I accept that it's not proposed by you. But maybe before you answer, let me just uh, squeeze in Donald. Donald, good morning. Morning, morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Yes, I was just trying to ask the minister a question concerning the woman's face of refugee Marabastad because mm. 
our permit was expired during lockdown. You see, during lockdown. And then till now, the home office is still closed. But the fact is like, we are just hearing uh, people are saying, no, you must apply online. The renewal is online. But we try to do, as they say, to apply online to renewal. But still now, okay. there's not any response. Donald, I'll, 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 I'll let the minister respond because I'm going to run out of time. Minister? Dr. Mzoledi? Oh, goodness. What happened there? Do I still have you, Dr. Mzoledi? Okay, it seems as if I've lost uh, connection with uh, Dr. Aaron Mutsualedi, Minister of Home Affairs. Uh, we were going through, you know, the proposed uh, green, uh, the green paper, rather, on marriages. It's a very interesting discussion document to appreciate the various legislative frameworks that govern marriages, the consequences legally that are there in terms of what governs marriages. Dr. Mutsualedi, do I have you? Sorry? Uh, I was wondering if you had that question about home affairs in Marabastad uh, uh, from Donald. Yeah, I heard it very well. He's talking about the refugee reception centers, yes. which you know we've closed. The Mar- Marabastad one is the biggest. We closed them too. Oh, Minister, dear me, I'm struggling uh, with that network. I'll just ask my team to probably get a response uh, from the minister, which we can be able to share perhaps before the show ends. That's because, you know... um, connectivity can be the enemy from time to time so the team will try and get a response to that um yeah that question on polyandry minister saying they are not proposing polyandry as a as a department but certainly it is in the green paper so i suppose aluani's question was what if it becomes you know part of our legislative regime how do we ensure that it is not abused uh, just as other forms of you know marriage regimes might lend themselves to abuse so it's very important that uh, we continue this conversations understand you know the implications uh, that are there for some of the you know pieces of legislation that govern our lives something as intimate as marriage hey it's part of the legal frameworks you've been listening to a power 98.7 podcast for more podcasts visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts